How's it going, everybody? Welcome back. Uh, this is Catharsis. Um, another interesting, thought-provoking episode that we have here today. As above, so below. So below. So what we're going to talk about today is, you know, kind of uh, the journey of like the human experience. Some people kind of just keep going on in their com comfort zone and um, don't know how to change, don't expect change, don't believe in change. But there's other people out there that are, you know, reach a point in their lives where they kind of are at a place where they feel stuck or maybe they're lacking a purpose or we're kind of just wondering what the purpose is. Or just floating, you know, if, you, if you're one of these people that feel that way, you know, this is the topic we're covering tonight. Yeah, so, you know, I, I think every one of us has a point in our lives when you get older where you kind of just go, okay, well, what's the purpose here? What am I doing here? Um, <clears throat> you look back on your own life and you're kind of going, well, my way's not working. What else is out there? And where do I go? And, <clears throat> you know, what's the right information because there's a lot of bad information out there a lot of misinformation so do your research yep so we got nate here with us today how's it going nate good man how are you fantastic and our man moose how's it going good and we're just going to uh talk a little bit about that um joe and i've been doing this for a little while um nate's kind of new to this so i think we'll just hit you up first buddy you know what brings you here or like <clears throat> where at where what where are you at in your life that kind of made you think and this doesn't mean like things are going bad in your life either right 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 um where you're kind of just going okay what else is out there you know what are my plans what's my purpose where am i going to go from here mm -hmm. so um i don't know this kind of gravitated towards me i feel like uh we started bringing this whole podcast thing to my attention a few weeks ago and um it kind of you know intrigued me Know, and I think he realized that and you know the more questions I asked the more you know he uh, would uh, share and it ended up ultimately bringing me here and um, I think that all happened for a reason you know due to a series of you know um, for me positive you know um, experiences in life um, <clears throat> And uh, I think it's really cool with, uh, what's going on here. Well, you know, what happened was I, I had spoken about this to all of us, but you just heard and responded, and um, something was pulling you to this. And I'm actually excited. I'm very happy that you're here. You know, we have been speaking about this for the last couple of weeks, and you were the only person who kept calling me back, to c who kept asking questions, and the right questions. And um, for that, you know, you're in the right direction. You're light years ahead of everybody, as my friend yeah, would like to say. Yeah, I, I think there was a, probably a lot of people that listened to what Joe said, but you actually heard it. You know yeah. what I mean? So that information came through. And what I think is kind of cool is, like, there's not many communities, and I'm sure you guys a month ago was going, okay, where do I go? But all of a sudden, here's this podcast opportunity that's accessible now that kind of just fell in your lap. I don't think there's a coincidence in that, you know, because mm -hmm. where yeah. else can you go or where do you, wherever you lived going – Oh, wow, there's a, a guy's house I can go to and, and talk about all this stuff. There's actually mm -hmm. a, a legitimate podcast, and it's more just a kind of a platform for whoever, the, mm -hmm. the people. So that's kind of like what we like to keep it out here at Catharsis is, you know, anybody that can come on, we don't care if you're famous or not. The average Joe. You know, if somebody's out there that has, you know, a goal in life or wants to find out what their purpose is or just kind of just see what's out there, you know, there's an opportunity where we are. We're in Reno, Nevada right now. Um, and um, it's kind of cool 
that we have this set up and then we're slowly seeing people that are kind of in need of something like this too. Mm -hmm. and, and it's, we don't advertise this, you know, so it's not exact, exactly easy to find. So the way Nate kind of fell into this is kind of a uh, interesting thing to look at as well. So very much. Um, I, uh, let's just hope it keeps building steam. I think so. I think it's going to, um, that's all it takes. The, the whole goal is just to awaken people. You know, we're not soliciting anything. And the whole idea was, I just ran the idea past you. You're the one who picked it up. You know, I didn't try to sell you on any item. I didn't try right, to sell you on right. any one thought process or this is my belief system, you know, and I always kept it factual. I t tell you to do your research, read, you know, it's very important. And um, don't take everything from me. You know, I can't reiterate some of the stuff that I'm learning as well as, you know, the direct knowledge. I paraphrase very often, but, uh, you know, you picked up on that. And so, like, that's one thing we want to spread to all the viewers and to everybody else is just it's not any sort of solicitation at all. This is all just 100% what we believe, our own opinions and research and fact behind it. And we will always clarify between the two. Right. And I don't think there's a right answer. Mm -hmm. So um, let's just start, Nate, with like, how old you are, where you come from, where you're at in your life, and what kind of, how did you end up on the couch here? <laughs> so, what's up, everybody? I'm Nathan. Um, I'm uh, 30 years old. Just turned 30 uh, a couple days ago, actually. And uh, Happy birthday. Thank you, guys. Uh, I'm from Stockton, California. Um, I moved out here in about 2012, uh, end of 2012. And I've uh, been here ever since, you know. Um, Got a small little family and, uh, you know, just working <coughs> and uh, spending as much time with the family as possible. Um, what brought me here? Um, I think, like I said earlier, um, a series of positive experiences uh, followed by actions um, or resulting from actions um, brought me here. Um, I was recently down and out <clears throat> i uh uh i struggle with alcohol a lot and uh i uh finally <coughs> uh, pulled the plug on it and uh you know pulled my head out of my ass and made the decision to want to change and uh started waking up every day you know earlier and earlier um replacing negative thoughts with as positive ones as possible um and People, places, and things, you know, that was the, the biggest thing. So uh, ridding people, places, and things in my life that no longer served a purpose or were beneficial for me and mine Absolutely. Um, had to go. And, uh, you know, two weeks into this and, uh, you know, it brought me here. Nice. So would you say <coughs> right about the time you decided to get sober was right about the time you started getting interesting interested in this right yeah you sent me a message earlier last night or was it and um what was it that i told you because i i don't remember what it was that i had mentioned to you, what do you in uh, that in that statement you were speaking about how uh, it had changed uh, do you are you saying these two are related is what i'm asking i mean possibly um you know, I think it's interesting, like when you're you're finally facing one of your demons, whether it's quitting alcohol or drugs or <coughs> even a shitty job, 
I think it's important to replace it with something. And I think when you get to be out of, almost out of your 20s or once you start getting older, you start to ki- are kind of looking down the road of, you know, where am I, how am I going to leave my mark on this planet? What is my purpose? What am I going to do? And if I'm going to take the plunge to get rid of alcohol, which became familiar in my life, or, you know, same with me, or drugs, what will I replace it with? And if I'm going to repl- replace it with something, I have to re- replace it with something purposeful or something that's going right, to right. m- move me to a different type of consciousness. Because if you try to just kind of white knuckle and step out of some some old habits, they're, they're just going to kind of fall back onto you if you don't replace them with something. And the goal, I guess, is to replace it with something a little bit more forward thinking, a little bit more positive. Meaningful. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, and that, that brings up an interesting, you know, concept is like your purpose. Like we all have different ones, you know, and like how do you fulfill your purpose if you're not really even conscious or present, you know, or paying yeah. attention to who you are, or like what you're becoming now that you're more lucid, you know, now that you're sober, like there's different thoughts going on mm-hmm. and what's my purpose what's going to be my legacy here? Um, what's, what are the next 10 years going to look like? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and you start, you know, in your twenties, it's easy to not do that. But when you get to be my age or 30 or 40, you start asking those questions, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think the hardest <coughs> part is where do you go? Like, who can you trust? Like right. you can't trust mainstream media. You really, you know, we live in this age of technology, the information's out there, but you got to be careful. Yeah. So finding it's important. And then doing the correct amount of research, you know, right. it's a lot, but I agree with you. That's what we're kind of trying to provide here is that, uh, that outlet or that inlet really. Right. And I, I think the way we, we play it here, Joe and I at catharsis is we pr- pretty much break things down on a scientific level. So it's, it's more science and less philosophy. It's not our, it's not opinionated, so to speak. We do do our research we're only human. We could be wrong too, but like we really try to stick with the scientific facts mm-hmm. and that's kind of what we build our, uh, our community around. And, and it's all about the person changing themselves. It has nothing, really nothing to do with myself or myself, Joe or um, Nate, anybody sitting on this couch. It's, it's kind of like making people aware that we're all kind of connected through each other's experiences, mm-hmm. you know? So, it isn't me being some go- s- new age guru right. sitting on the couch here trying to profess to you guys that this is the way. I'm simply just going, this is the science behind, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why you've got quantum mechanics involved. You've got <laughs> neuroscience involved. It's basically how the brain and body function. Yeah, all the way down to a subatomic level. Yeah, molecularly in the present moment yep. because that's all there is, yep. you know, so we're going to start talking about programming and you know what age you get programmed how you get programmed and um why people stay in those programs so you know and um, how to help get out of those programs right and and generally you got to go back into your childhood because yeah you get <coughs> you get programmed by the time you're seven years old so mm-hmm. i don't it's know Nate. Yeah. what about you like you mentioned alcohol um by the way nate's i would say probably close to a pro level skateboarder so this is, this is a guy that got shit done he wasn't just kind of laying around he has a very good head on his shoulders he has a very good skill set you know there's An nothing just artist you know very very good artist so a thoughtful human being here but like it's it's everybody mm-hmm. i mean it, it's yeah. 
uh, I, I think uh, approaching consciousness and awareness, it's just kind of like this evolution I I that you're paying you're paying attention to, but you have to be vulnerable to it and willing to find a point in your life while you're where you're willing to surrender the what the programs that you've been running and admit that they're not really benefiting you anymore or working. So there's a you know always a state of growth. So do, do you have any thoughts on that, Nate? Um, <coughs> on the programming. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you said all humans are programmed by the age of seven. Yeah. By their environment. And that's usually your, your family. So right? what, it, what you're saying is whatever environment you're in, you're programmed to, whether it be good, bad, positive, negative. Absolutely. Right. That's why there's separation. In so scientifically, your environment signals the gene. Right. So this goes into your DNA. And so I think for me personally, um, the environment that I grew up in as a kid, um, possibly if not 100 <coughs> percent the reason uh, the reason why my coping mechanisms may have not been the best right um, Trauma. right <coughs> and uh but yeah. like you spoke on like my skateboarding and my art and stuff um those things were always the positive outlets in my life that right. helped me escape anything and everything that i wanted to get away from without how having to use alcohol or drugs growing up. As so a do kid. you, f sorry to interrupt. Do you no, feel like fine. you had to be good at those? I mean, um, it was just like, okay, but I didn't feel necessarily that I had to be good at it. I just wanted to keep getting better. I just keep well, wanting to create. There's something inside of me that just always feels the need to create something. Right. And, you know, start from nothing and end up somewhere. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I just think uh, it's important, you know, for people to have these outlets, you know, with, you know, I like to cook as well. You know, a lot of people out there like to cook whatever art it is yeah, or craft you have. I think it's very important for people to, you know, pursue those, you know, because for me personally, like skateboarding and art, it creates a sense of freedom. You know, it puts me into like a flow state to where, you know, I'm not thinking about what time it is or what day of the week or what month it is or what and obligations I have to do today moment. or what I got to do tomorrow. You know, it's it helps me practice living in the present moment. I feel like as well. For sure. Um, and uh, I think you know, expressing human expression is a big thing, and it's like opportunity to express yourself as an individual because we're all individual. And I think ex uh, skateboarding is a huge form of expression. Mm -hmm. Any kind of creative outlet is super good for your brain too. But like, it's about expressing yourself as your identity without opening your mouth. You know what I mean? And right. that's your skill set or your passions or your purposes and all that stuff. That's you why I, I mean? say, well, you know, watch watch people's behavior and, and not their words, you know. And you, that's when you get to see your true self. So when you're there in the present moment, you're just creating from your true self at that moment when you're skating or doing your art or whatever it is that, you, you know, you might be into. And that is like the rawest form of who you are. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's no better feeling than that, really. Yeah, full self-expression. Mm-hmm. So – uh, what are you hoping to gain or where do you think you'll be in like five years? Like what's your focus now? What, what, what's like your mission, so to speak? So kind of where my head's been at, uh, especially with me now turning 30 and I heard you speak on, you know, which seeing yourself like the next 10 years when I turned 30 that same day, that's something I thought about it. For some reason, my mind put like this vision board out there with a 10 year timeline. You know, and I kind of seen like a lot of things that I thought that might, you know, want to go on that I want to happen. Sure. You know what I mean? Because um, that's how my brain works. I'm, I'm very visual, you know. Um, and uh, 
<clears throat> so one of the things, you know, I'm working on currently is I'm trying to create some sort of uh, skateboard coaching um, uh, business that I would like to, you know, help uh, kids, uh, young adults, adults, whoever wants to, you know, progress their skateboarding, yeah, skate you know, be a coach for them. And I wanted to call it Skate with Nate. And it's crazy, like, I, to be able to, you know, start bringing this to reality because I remember I was, like, maybe 13, 14 years old. And I was already, you know, decent at skateboarding at that point. And for some reason, um, just one day I was showing up to the skate park and I was teaching this kid how to skate. And um, So you just did it innately without, well, without like, really kind of forcing or pushing it. It's just kind of yeah. what you enjoy well, doing. Yeah, and yeah. when I was younger, like, I uh, after I left the park, I thought of it. I was like, I just taught that kid how to skate. And then just the name Skate with Nate just popped in my head. That's and awesome. I was like 13, 14, and it's just – and then, it, you know, I ended up, you know, uh, living the rest of my young teenage life before I moved out here. And it, it never really, like, came back into my thoughts at all. And then one day it did, and it's just been, like, lingering. I never really put any action into it to, to bring it to reality. And um, as more time went by, it would just keep popping in my head more and more. And I was like, all right, this has got to be a sign, you know. Um, I've been skateboarding for 26 exactly. years. I know a lot. I've learned a lot. I have a lot of knowledge and experience that I think would be good to share to like the up and coming generations, you know, and anybody who's already been skating or wants to get back into it. And, um, uh, so I already have like a logo drawn up and all that fun stuff, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, something I see, you know, flourishing into, you know, a bigger idea I have or a bigger vision that I have. So would you say that you feel like this is your purpose? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, I, uh, I'm a firm believer that I'm a giver, I'm a helper, I'm a fixer. Um, I have another story to touch on uh, that kind of, like, helped me find my purpose. Um, I was <coughs> lost for a very, very, very long time. And uh, I was about 23, I think 24, just getting off of probation. And uh, Good times. Yeah, right? <laughs> I was yeah. getting off. Funny uh, how prison causes a little shift in things, yeah. right? you know? Yeah. And I, uh, I had just got off probation. And, Any, uh, sorry to interrupt, but anybody okay. you guys out there that haven't been to prison, I highly recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It will fucking change It'll your, fix life. your life. It yeah, kind of well. forces you to look at things yeah. differently and, and kind of admit that your way kind of isn't working. Yeah. Works for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. Sorry, I, Nate, no, you're okay. Um, yeah, I was just getting off probation, and uh, I was skateboarding downtown downtown Reno, and uh, I was sitting on this little uh, ledge waiting for my buddy to show up. Well, this is back when, like, the, the Skull Candy headphones were, like, still, uh, you know, still popping, and I had the big DJ-style ones on, like, the kind of like the ones we're wearing now. Right. And they were noise-canceling ones, so I couldn't hear shit. And uh, I just remember sitting there, and uh, I seen this guy walking up in my peripheral, and he had a book in his hand, and he had, like, this suit on, nice suit and shit, and... He was walking towards the edge of the sidewalk, and then he started veering my direction, coming closer to me. So, like, and I seen him in my peripheral, so I, like, pulled one headphone off, and I'm, in my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, he's going to try and preach, preach Je to me Jehovah's something, Witness. or he's going to try and sell me something, right? right. And, um, and uh, this, like I said, around, this was around the time where I was, like, really starting to wonder why I'm here, what I'm supposed to be doing. I know wh who I am to an extent as a person, like, what I love to do, what makes me feel good, things like that. What doesn't make me feel good? I've learned all that from experiences sure growing up but um so this guy walks up and he starts talking to me whatever he was religious and 
I don't knock it at all if you're religious, you know, 100%, whatever you, you know, believe, that's up to you. Um, and uh, I, me, me personally, my beliefs, that could be another, you know, day. But uh, Yeah, live and um, let live. But, yeah, so he uh, came up and he was preaching. And I was like, honestly, man, I don't believe in God. But, um, you know, I appreciate your time, whoop-de-whoop. And he, uh, he asked me, he was like, all right, but before I go, can I ask you your name? And he was like, and I was like, yeah, for sure. He's like, my name is Nathan. He's like, do you know what your name in Hebrew is? And I was like, no, I, no, I do not. <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't think about those things. I don't really no. look what my name translates to don't in other really languages. It's either. not something, yeah, that I ever really put a uh, thought into. But um, I was like, I, w- I would have liked to have known, you know, because I was pretty open to, you know, things like that always happen. And um, he was like, your name is Nathan, which means to give. You're a helper. You're a fixer. And I was like, and then it just hit me that day. Whatever he said that day gave me one of the most severe cases of the chills that just ran from head to toe through my whole spine, through my body, my muscles. Just, I just felt like almost weightless for a minute too. And it just like created this tingling feeling like, um, it's, it was hard to explain. I, I don't think words can, can describe. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that you were receptive to that. Yeah. Cause when I was that age, I was just, just this punk smart ass kid. I would have just went, beat it yeah. Jehovah's well, Witness guy. I became very vulnerable and open-minded yeah, to that's important. a lot of things you know and like so for instance speaking on this podcast and just being open about whatever is um you know uh, um, be- being vulnerable and uh kind of have to yeah takes cojones man yeah for sure yeah doing this work just so you know the viewers know it, it's an uncomfortable process because it requires you to look inside of who you are and you're gonna find stuff that you don't like and that's the stuff that you fix and be that's just and the guys that do healthy, it are a lot healthy. tougher than guys that kick people's asses right it takes a lot of balls to get up here and, and rip your heart out in front of who, whoever however many people yep you may know? or may not listen but so uh, mm-hmm. give credit to everybody that's on this show always all right so i, I think it's interesting I, I, one question i have for you is like um you know, I've seen Nate skate. I've seen his clips. I mean, he probably could have been a professional skateboarder. Was that the trajectory you were on? Were you planning on that? And if not, w- what happened? That's a that's a really good question. Because um, I think it was you had the potential. <sighs> you easily could have like at least made it a career financially for you. Yeah, that's uh, something you know. I feel like almost if not every skateboarder thinks about at one point or another. And, and do you have regrets? That's another, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, not yes to the question, but uh, so uh, what was the beginning again? I'm sorry. Well, um, based on what I know about you as a skateboarder, you are on the trajectory. I mean, granted, it's tough to be a pro skater in Reno, Nevada, but like Nate was had the skill set to actually had the potential to make a career as a skateboarder, not as a clothing guy. Not as anything, but an actual writer. Uh, Was that your path? And if so, what happened and why didn't you? So, yeah, to answer the first part, it was definitely my path. Um, And, you know, a series of events caused by my actions at one point or another, you know, caused a lot of uh, roadblocks. And uh, um, but over time, I uh, slowly started to feel like, 
and do now feel like to this day that, uh, you know, when you're out there skating and you're sponsored by, you know, whoever, or I have this and that sponsor and this one and that one, and it all, in my mind, for me personally, creates an obligation. A response. And skateboarding is very free-spirited for me. So, or responsibility, exactly. So, like, if it restricts the freedom in my mind that skateboarding gives me when I'm obligated to other to skate for other people because it and it also completely changes like the way that I go about skateboarding so I always you know when I was sponsored because I you know I used to have a few sponsors in the past and I still even have a a shop sponsor right now and uh it uh still to us to a degree makes me feel obligated you know so the because I wasn't sponsored for a while as well so I took a break you know when I left California to move here um, I wasn't sponsored for a while, you know, I just picked up this shop sponsor maybe two going on three years ago. Right. I've been out here for 10 years. So, um, but, uh, you know, I just slowly started getting back in the rhythm of wanting to just skate for myself. Cause that's what it always has been Right. up until I, I honestly would have to think about what, when the turning point was, you know, um, that's not something like did the fun start going out of it when it became more responsibility? Yeah, and that's the same thing. Related, like the purity kind of goes out of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, you started it because it's a singular thing. You started, you know, for freedom. It's your you did it for fun. Yeah, you did it for fun. And you Pure wanted fun. to get and good that's what at skateboarding it. You is. Loved it. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to keep it that way. And that's what no skateboarding money. is. Exactly. Yeah. It's fun. And if it's not fun, they always say the best skater is the one who's having the most fun. Yep. Absolutely. And that's t- like to a T skateboarding in a nutshell. Right. Um, and that's what I've taught my kids. Like they, I have a five-year-old boy and a six-year-old daughter and they, they push around on the board. Like they'll, they'll be on their knee, you know, and then they'll push with their leg. They're not standing up there, but they're out there with the biggest smiles on their face. You know, and it just brings and me the most joy because better. they're having fun. Yeah, exactly. And they're <laughs> they don't understand the traffic at the skate park, so they're always going like whichever direction. I'm like, oh no, no, no! You're but just get like, and everybody is always really cool with it. You know, they're just like, oh, we get it. Their kids are having fun. You know, even though they're you know crossing paths perpendicular with them or messing up, you know, the flow of traffic. Uh, right, but it's just, it's safe it's to just, say that you're. It's better to have them on a skateboard than a scooter. <laughs> that's right yeah hey I, i'm gonna be honest i don't knock scooters scooter or roller blades <laughs> just joking yeah that, uh, that's a touchy point yeah. skate park, so it really just, is that'll create that a lot a of joke. controversy yeah. yeah no i think scooters are really cool and i actually used to uh fuck around on scooters a lot so you know a lot what i'm thinking now is like so when you started feeling that kind of pressure and also, like, the more you, you go up the ranks and you get sponsors and stuff, by default, you you are a role model. So now, you, you like, your sponsors, they're going to go, they're yeah. going, dude, you can't say that. Yeah. You know, you, now you have to put your mouth in check. Yeah. And, and, and you are a role model to little Johnny. And you have to walk, Johnny. talk, and act a certain way now. Exactly. You do. And now, now you're just going, okay, am I becoming a product? Right. You know what I mean? And, and what I find it interesting is, like, okay, now you're at this crossroads going, I could I could make a, a lot of money doing my passion to doing the thing I love, but I'm gonna walk away for from it and be a restaurant worker or a construction worker because of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, it's amazing how that can kind of override your passion for it. It almost makes me feel like a programmed vessel when I'm 
obligated to ride for people. Right. You know, on demand yeah, robot. Yeah. A hey, do a tray like, flip now for the demo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you need to pull up here right now and, and show your face and do this and take right. a photo. And there's nothing right. creative or artful about that. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of, I mean, I get it. It is yeah. part of the job description, yeah. you know what I mean? But that's not something that is fulfilling for me. Yeah, I just think it's interesting. If I can go skate for fun for myself and, you know, feel a hundred million times, a hundred million times better than, you know, getting free shit and, you know, putting my face on a a company. Right. Then I'm going to go the fun way for sure. Yeah. And I I think like the true artists, you know, like don't concede that because I was the same way with surfing. Uh, A guy that I looked up to growing up was Jay Adams. And Jay was a skateboarder. Jay was a dog tag yeah. guy. Um, Jay didn't make the money that Tony did and Stacy Peralta and all those guys because Jay was not going to concede that. Mm-hmm. He was going to say as pure, he was going to skate and surf every day, and that was it. He, he was going to keep the craft pure and, and kind of separate from money, pressure, Right, commitment because it, it was freedom, his freedom. You yeah. know, I, I just think he didn't want to soil it. Right, y- you know what I mean? Do you yeah. ever feel that way? It's just like going, that's going to change who, who I am as a skateboarder. Now and I'm ultimately as a person good. too, it can just change exactly, the way you live that's your life. Your, that's your expression. Exactly. Yeah, and it, and you know when people work their jobs and it's skateboarding is a job, you're now programmed to live that way, and it, it's going to affect your out outside of work life as well. Your personal, you know, life. your personal life, exactly. Well, I, I, and I think personally you reflect on it just going, is this why I skate now? Yeah. Right. Am yeah. I skating for me It's a now? turning point. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. And it's like, fuck, I, I could buy a house through skateboarding, but like, is this me? It's like a fork in the road, you know? You got two paths to go down. Yeah. And it's either, you know, well, well, skate for somebody else for product and that notoriety and programming we whatever about. else you it just, get from it's it. It's just crazy how it, it gets convoluted, you know, because mm-hmm. um, when I used to, when I lived in America, I lived in Indonesia for 10 years, but b- before I left, I was a commercial diver and I used to love diving and spearfishing and stuff like that. But when I did it as a job, I didn't want to fucking dive. It just took me out of the water. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I was, di- I was diving for for money as a commercial diver and it just kind of affected the way I approached the way I saw diving, you know, Mm -hmm. in the same way. And like, I I think a true artist is just so, so sensitive about the purity of it, at least for me, you know, and you're a Pisces too. I mean, it's just like, fuck, I can't soil that. I did all the same thing. I I, I was, I did the same with the skating. And I think a lot of turning points are, you know, just different stuff. Like, experiences you say or um like the purity of it just being having watching it become monopolized watching it just turn from fun to money and so you don't want to be responsible for for polluting skateboarding either right right? like you don't want to be that guy that like i don't want to say nausea but like guys that'll just jump in you know right you know, Sheckler took a bunch of shit for that because he was an MTV guy and all this stuff. But Sheckler's a beast, dude. Dude, oh, yeah, 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 he's yeah, got he's sure. got my respect. But like the skating industry hated that guy, yeah, because he tainted the tainted the oil. You know what I mean? Yeah, he did the the show and a cheesy show. And yeah, like all respects to the guy, but the show was shit. 
<laughs> you know. He knows that. Yeah. He, he, you know. <laughs> but uh so it's almost so profound like like we all have other jobs like right. I'd rather That's like, like one of the not make my living. I wouldn't, you know, I could I could own a house as a skateboarder, I'd, but I'd rather work as a fucking construction worker. Instead of soiling that, you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that, I, that's a core guy. Yeah. You, you yeah. know what I mean? I, I I respect that view a hundred percent for sure. And like the American view is yeah. to do what you love for money. And, you know, then you never work a day in your life. So it's, it's very hard to get behind this concept. I would imagine for a lot of listeners. Um, for sure. I I ride both sides of that fence a hundred percent. You know, like. Like it does, does it make you a prostitute? Like, are you prostituting the thing that's feeding but you? you? Definitely You're selling yourself. Like you are, like in a sense, you are. And I felt that way, so and, that, and I'm glad you said it that way because yeah. you know that's ultimately what it is. You're selling a piece of yourself or a craft that you specifically do a certain way. And you it know, has to be. Yeah, that way. and it has to be that way um, in order for you to benefit, and that's. So it's affected your future decisions, like financially. It's like a business transaction. It really is, and and it I may not seem like much, but like that's a crossroads every good athlete comes across. Is like, I mean, what do I do here? I mean, I want to I want to be able to like never have a job, and skate or surf my whole life. But like, if if, if they're gonna turn me into this, right? I mean, ca- I can't. I just can't do that. No, you know yeah. what I mean. And it's as a long little different. Creative freedom is still, you know, there. Yeah. Then I would be all right with it, but it, it, it this doesn't exist. You know, it's you become a number at that point. You're like you said, a prostitute, pretty much. And no matter what, it happens to in, all in of a them. sense. Yeah. But but I'll I'll say this: going back to what Nate's goals are, when you master your passion, the the final chapter is giving back giving your knowledge back and like yeah. when you've got a, a program in in place to where you're gonna start this community and it is a community yeah. about yeah, skateboarding the culture the lifestyle how everyone treats everyone it's almost like the skill set secondary it's just what it uh, the, on its purest level what is skateboarding in 2024 or whatever it is now and it's always changing and i think once you reach a point um, in in whatever passion you are, it's like you have to give it back. Don't right. you feel that yeah. way, Nate? Yeah, exactly. And I and I'm glad you you said it that way because, I, and uh, when it comes to the coaching that I want to do, versus selling or being obligated to somebody else uh, to skate for, it's it's different. When I'm doing the skate coaching, I don't feel like I'm prostituting myself, as we were saying. Super you know? valuable. It's yeah. different. It's it's educational. It's is you know informal. Um, it's uh, it's positive. You know, it's and uh, like you said, we have to give back. And I've been skating for 26 years as of the 21st of this month. I celebrated 26 years. I got my first skateboard on my fourth birthday. Right. Dead ass. So. Wow. Um, it's been that long That's and it's awesome. crazy to think about, you know what I mean? It is. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's getting to the point where, you know, I can see that, like, I can see the ceiling in arm's reach of, of where I want to be, you know, progressively with skateboarding. Like, um, and, uh, cause I don't want to get hurt as much anymore, you know, but I am a good skateboarder and, no uh, I would like to, you know, pass what I've learned down. And everything that goes in ties in with the skateboarding, like the lessons, the the life lessons even. And it's a lot deeper than just flipping a piece of wood, 
You know what I mean? There's a lot more that goes into it. Well, and uh, but there's parents involved too. Yeah. You know what I mean? hundred percent. You know, there's all this stuff, but I think it's interesting that like you could, you could choose the Sheckler path or Jagger Eaton, any of those guys, right? Yeah. That went for the gold, Sean White, any of those guys, but like you've kind of got this path to where you're, you're playing it right, the right way, the soulful way to where skateboarding, you're actually, the more you give back to it, the more kind of enjoyment you get or fulfillment you get. Let's put it that way. Exactly. You know, very fulfilling. And it has nothing to do with how sick your chops are at the park that day, which I think is really cool because it's about how much those kids that believe in you have progressed. You know what I mean? There's just as much value in that. Right. Don't you think? A hundred percent. Absolutely. And I think that's value. Money aside, that's more valuable in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? I think uh, not putting skateboarding on a pedestal is is very important as well. You know, that's and when you're obligated to skate for other people, it's you put it puts you in that realm mentally, physically, emotionally. Yeah, right. you know, you, you got to be number one. Not necessarily necessarily number one, but you you know, you always want to just. That's an interesting point because yeah. it's not really what it's about. And it's, yeah, like I mean, we said earlier, it's know. about having fun. Yeah, and, like, if, if you can leave a mark on kids, you know, or, or, you know, you can inspire other people, I think it's more important than winning first. It looks like some do contest or Red Bull contest. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as you 100%. guys know, there's so many fucking good skaters out there. Like, you can get lost – you can get lost in the shuffle, but like the guys that really are doing it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And it's all about giving back because you get more, you yeah. know? And man, if you can make those kids on a whole nother level, or you can see skateboarding going on a whole yeah. other level <clears throat> based on your influence without even being on a board. Yep. Th- that's pretty powerful. Don't you think? Yeah. Right? I'll touch on that. Cause I was at the skate park out here. I want to say maybe a week ago. And, uh, I was talking with this other kid and uh or there was two other kids there we were chatting and when I pulled up the the kid was like hey this is the guy that taught me how to front board and this the kid who said that is actually really really good now and I maybe to taught him maybe taught him to front board like a year and a half ago and uh he was just learning his front boards and they always doing like back lips on the little flat bar he's doing like 50 shove and like all mm-hmm. kinds of like little technical tricks yep. and uh he just uh, he's got his style developing, you know. He's just and, and, you just and I don't and I didn't remember, you know. Right. I, I do remember when he brought it up, but I didn't remember, you know, initially. Like but when I, just, when I seen him at first at the park when I pulled up, I didn't remember. Like, oh, that's the kid I taught taught the front board. I just like happened to be at the conversation at the right time where it sparked him to, you know, or influenced him to tell this other kid. He was like, oh yeah, maybe whatever conversation they were having and me pulling up at the right moment just happened to like marry everything together that's unfold that way but what i'm trying to say is is that when he said that and seeing where he is at now that progression you know the growth from where he was a year and a half ago is was just super heartwarming you know that yeah. i helped influence that kid's life in a positive way because who knows he might be a pro skater one day and maybe it all could have stemmed from you know that little bit that little swift kick in the ass that he might have needed helping getting him that front board you know, because he asked me for help that day, right. you know, and it, that takes a lot of courage, you know, and so it's like kind of meant to be you helping it was, people. It was, yeah, and 
I feel like I was just there at the right time that day in order to be that. Yeah, but you did it. You know, what I think is profound, and, and this is a sp- particularly with kids, man, is they can go north or south depending on one comment or one how you make them feel. Like two minutes of your life, Nate, could have completely altered this kid's life forever in a positive way. Right. Or it could have gone negative, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. That's really as simple as it is. Like, we've all grown up. We've all been kids. Like, if um, imagine if I was a kid at a park and Alva came up to me and said, hey, man, you know, your, your nolly backsides need to, you, you got to scoop it or whatever, you yeah. know. Right. Just him giving two minutes of his day to say something like that is completely inspirational. And I think we kind of overlook all that stuff, but like that's more valuable than a fucking Red Bull contract. Yeah. But you have to be receptive to it too. Not a lot of people, a lot of skaters are, you know, introverted. Well, it's hard. It's hard for them to put their hand out in order for somebody to grab it. You know what I mean? And, um, usually I'm the one to put myself out there because I know a lot of kids nowadays, even adults even, or teenagers, whatever are very, you know, um, just not as socially, you know. Well, most people don't do that. You know, like in yeah. my day, you went to a comp and you were a kid. And this was all bull riding, right? Yeah. Um, Dwayne Peters was the guy. You'd go up to Dwayne Peters and go, hey, man, I really like the way you skate. He'd hawk a loogie in your face. Well, and yeah. I mean, that would fuck with you forever. And you're just like, that's <laughs> yeah. the guy. And he just went, get out of the pool, bitch. Fuck yeah. you and hawk a loogie in your face. Wild. You know, I mean, that's that, wild. That, You'd be like, I'm that's how back it went in the yeah. 70s. That's how how it went down. Alva wasn't the nicest guy. You know what I mean? But like, that's kind of how it was. It was an ex- this exclusive group and you weren't invited to it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I just think it's if you're a little kid, that one experience could make you go in either direction. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important to just man, just give it back. Like kids are where it's at, in my opinion, you know, because they're, they're pure. They're, there's no motive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they're always going to look at the best guy at the park, the best older guy, you know, and a lot of guys are just going beat it kid, you know, or whatever. But like that one guy that takes five minutes out of his day, you know, mm-hmm. can have a, a basically a lifelong impact on somebody. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Know. And uh, it's really cool. Uh, my buddy, I have a buddy named Zoen. He uh, lived out here in Reno for a little bit. I met him at uh, at this meeting, and uh, he uh, we used to skate together. And he had just moved to town. I forgot exactly where he moved from, but he lives in Uganda now. Interesting. Right here in Reno. Yeah, wow. He he was here, yeah. And uh, we were we were cool skate buddies. And uh, he ended up moving to Uganda. Okay. So he was out there. Wow. Now he got married. Um, he has a kid and, uh, I don't know exactly what part he lives in, but it's, uh, he, uh, he's, he still loves skateboarding, you know, and there's not like streets and sidewalks and shit out there. You know, there's none of that. I see, I see the photos he posts and, uh, on social and stuff like that. And, uh, he, uh, posted a a photo, I want to say two weeks ago, maybe three of him building a half pipe these kids and just the little community that he lives in and 
it just melts in my heart. I was like, no fucking way. Isn't I was like, that that's right? the coolest shit ever. It really is. Man. Really it's is. And he's bringing something to this community that's so positive, you know? And it, he, he said it's something he's been dreaming about for a few years. And then he finally just put his, mo- his own money together to help get this made. And, like, as soon as he's, like, people seen him doing that, they wanted to help out. So he got, like, some help from, you know, other people in the community. And now it's becoming, like, a little thing. Like, the, the seed has sprouted, you know? And when I seen that, I was like, dude, how can I help, you know? Um, I see in the photos, you know, some of the kids aren't wearing, like, shoes and have, like, you know, shorts and just a wife beater on. Right. And uh, I'm, like, I'm like, dude, I can help. I was like, I have hella old shoes. I have, you know, skateboards that I save, wheels. Um, I even talked to uh, Milton at the shop uh, at Sierra Nevada Skateboards um, to see if he wanted to get in on it. And he has, like, a whole stack of boards, like, brand new boards that we're going to get together a little care package and get it out there and try and just get get some momentum going out there positively, you know, and just fucking... That's bring some more skateboarding awesome. to the world, you know, in mm-hmm. um, places where, you know, people have never even seen one or thought about it or, you know, thought thought of its existence, you know. Um, I and think no, that's I really think it's cool. super cool. And and we're skaters and surfers, but it's a metaphor. It's, it could be anything that you guys are doing. You get the point, though, right? It's about what can you give back to the community that that gave you what what you had you got for it you know right like you can't just you know it's kind of like growing a, a fruit tree you don't just pick the fruit you water it right right you know so gotta give back it, you know and what what kind of what nate's describing is a, is a connectivity to all of us like whether you're from uganda or whatever you don't even need to know the language but like skateboarding crosses all those borders mm-hmm. surfing does and again those are metaphors anything could it's just about your humanity and it's about giving back like skateboarding speaks every language absolutely i think so sure. too there's no question you know and it's tougher in the serving community because it's such a a selfish lifestyle you know there's just it's not an unlimited resource everyone's edgy in the water there's not that community that skateboarders have you know mm-hmm. most yeah. surfers don't want other people surfing yeah. it makes the waves crowded you know and yeah. it's just how it goes you know, so I like to skate with other people. So when other people are there, you know, it's a, it's a good feeling to have that, you know, mutual energy, you know, we all have mutual energy. And when some, so when one of us gets hyped, everybody gets hyped. Mm-hmm. The momentum gets going The you know, it just, I don't know. It's, it's, it magical. went from a solo sport to a social sport. Like I got into skateboarding because it was like individual, you know, you yeah. progress at your own yeah. rate. How good can you get? And then, and then it's like now I I only like thoroughly enjoy skating like when I'm out with friends. Yeah, your yeah. motives your motives transitioned. Well, yeah, you yeah. know it's no longer trying to become a pro. I, right. I no longer put stock in that. Like I gave that up a while, and that was a hard pill to swallow. But like that wasn't for me. You know, it was a good ass time, and I still love skateboarding to like the fullest. Um, but like you, you know, I wanted to give back in like at the same way, you know, or in something similar. I think so where are you at same. now with, yeah. um, uh, skate for Nate, skate with Nate, skate with Nate. Yeah, that's right. Like, are you still building this or is this on the back burner? Or like, so it, it was, it was, um, in progress, uh, the same time last year. But like I said, I struggled with alcohol on and off. So I definitely, uh, wasn't present for that. Uh, like I had planned, um, but things don't always go as planned for sure. Um, but, uh, this year it's a little different. 
And uh, instead of taking off where I left off, I uh, started off a little different this time, you know. So I have a general guideline right now of, of you know, uh, things to do to create clarity and, you know, um, reasoning and motive and clear intent um, to make right. sure that, you know, I'm on track and I have, you know, guidelines to stay within. So you would say you're still pretty much in your infancy? What do you mean by that? Like it's, it, it has, hasn't skate with Nate where, like when he says like where you're at, like how, how, how often is it going on or like how, how successful are you with it right now? So experience wise, uh, this summer I had three people under my wing that I was coaching Very and, nice. um, and I got, I want to say five, six months of firsthand coaching experience. And this is just based off of what I know. They have no black and white paperwork behind it, no certificates or documentation or none of that shit. Right. You know, this is just straight from the heart, genuine, sure. pure. Nice. And um, and I'll get better at it with time, you know, but I thought it would be cool to coach some kids for free, you know. So I reached out to the community on Instagram and was just like, hey, who wants to, you know, progress their skateboarding? I'll spend an hour or two of my time a day, twice a week with you, and fucking we'll see if we can't make something happen, you right. know. Um, and, uh, then I fell back into, you know, another alcohol fucking hole. And, uh, so got it back out of it again. And now I'm just fucking fully embracing it. And every day I give myself a task or two or three, sometimes even of what to think about and what to act upon to progress this cause, you know what I mean? And, uh, help bring it to life. Um, because I want to be, you know, clear and direct with how it's going on, right. and like how it's happening, you know, what I'm doing, what I'm offering, what you can expect from me, what you're going to get, um, what's it going to cost, you know, um, and things like that. Figuring out how I'm going to schedule everybody around my schedule. So the whole planning thing is, is, you know, fairly new to me because I'm used to going with the flow. I live day by day, minute by minute. You know what I mean? Because uh, right. anything can happen at any given time. So right. I just kind of just take it naturally. I don't think about tomorrow. I've always, since I was a young kid, just lived day by day. Right. Um, <clears throat> which is helping me also as an adult now, helping me practice living in the moment. You know, it gets me that much closer to, Absolutely. to harnessing so that. So would you say in terms of priority, like in your day-to-days right now, in terms of priority, there's things that you're doing to advance this this um, purpose that you have with skateboarding. Every single day. So there, Every so night before I go to bed. Some nights I can't even fucking... So you're investing in it still. I'm investing. Because I'm sure you have some other job that's paying the bills to where you can get this going, right? Yeah. You know, and a lot I of do. times that's, that's the comfort zone where dreams die. So at least you're feeding that, right? right? And it's like, I'm just, I'm a dishwasher right now. I shouldn't say I'm just a dishwasher, that's but fine. I'm a dishwasher, you know? Right. And yeah. it's, and it's good for me right now where I'm at with the skate with Nate thing, because washing dishes is very repetitive, which you're not most people, most, I don't want to say most people, but some people would get numbed by that and just go in robot mode or no. program mode, you know, right. me, the whole time I'm washing dishes personally, I'm just constantly thinking about my kids for one, uh, what I'm going to cook or eat next for two probably. And then for three, it's how I can progress this class. Right. How, so what can I do or not class? I, I don't want to call it a class. I want to, you know, it's a culture, the culture, you're, the movement. Yeah, the culture. exactly. 
And um, so you never lose sight of that. You're you're not going to just kind of slide into a comfort zone where you're just going to pay bills and you got a job. Yeah. Well, you're going to invest in this on a daily basis, right? Exactly. Because every day that's, you know, we started this thing about programming and like, that's what, that's the problem with programming is, is like, it'll snatch you back, kill your dreams and snatch you back into a survival mode based program, Mm -hmm. you know, to where you're, making excuses why this won't succeed oh i got bills to pay and then you end up in this uh, i want i want a comfort zone is a misnomer because there's nothing comfortable about it it's just safe yeah you, you know what i mean but yeah fuck it, it's but comfort, everything's temporary too, comfort so zone comfort is where the dreams go to die yeah. it's fucking lame it's where you, you know it's where, where the quitters live mm-hmm. you, you know what i mean and, and it's just it, it makes it okay for you to puss out right you, you know it's what an i mean excuse it really is. Oh, you can always just do this. Fuck that. And I'm all too familiar with excuses. So I'm it's speaking. Easy. I'm not just speaking on it like I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm speaking it because I lived it every day. Totally. For and your so long on and off. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Getting comfortable being unproductive and just uh, unhappy quo. and blaming others for your actions and absolutely so on and so forth. The list is fucking comfort long zone as fuck. is not the place to be. No. Yeah. You know, uh, at least for the guys and like I'm sitting with two creative guys and I'm a creative guy. I don't think either of us are accountants or math guys. We're more creative type people. Right. hundred percent. Right. I mean? And that's hard because what we do is pretty undefinable. We just kind of find our our passions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not easy being the type of people we are because it's something that's you wake up every morning is constantly different even if you're a skateboarder there's this there's that there's the other thing you know mm-hmm. you get you got we can find some sort of creativity in different facets of whether it's skateboarding or surfing or painting or whatever it's just like fuck well i could do that i could do that you know but like like nate touched on g- giving backs where it's at mm-hmm. don't you think 100 percent. you know what i mean in one way, shape, or form, whatever. Do, you, do, do you, you think that like you're, you struggle with fighting past programs? Yeah. Uh, so fear of success, fear of failure, fear of your parents not wanting to see you succeed. Like, do, for me, does any of that creep into it? I would say the past programming is uh, what it is is for me at most. Um, my brain has been wired to run a certain way for so long. So at this point in my life, it's just a matter of unwiring and rewiring. Okay. Yeah. With learning and, uh, you know, followed by learning and just researching and, you know, replacing those old habits, bad habits with good habits, little by little, one step at a time. Um, yeah, remember all the tiny little and little bit little added vic- to one yeah, big one, exactly. you know? And uh, that's something I learned, you know. Um, you guys had brought that to my attention. Have I heard it before? Hundreds of times probably. But uh, for some reason that first time I came over last week, when I heard it from you guys, it just resonated. So I started noticing a lot more on, my, was on my daily routine. The, the, little vic- the little victories um, right. are so something that, to be awareness, awareness yeah. aware yeah. of. Yeah, something to be aware of, conscious, yeah. And, and uh, since we had that conversation, accident. from then until me sitting here on this couch right now, I've noticed every single day those little victories. Right, you start thinking, and I appreciate them, and it stops me, exactly. and, I, and it helps me like live now and just like 
it just, I don't know, brings me back down to earth because I'm quick to get complacent and distracted, you know, um, which is something else I'm working on, you know. Well, that, that's but kind of the plan. noticing those there, little yeah. victories helps me do that. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That, that keeps you in a moment where you're, you're kind of the watchdog of who you are. You're reprioritizing yep. what's important to you. Exactly. Really are restructuring. Yeah, really are restructuring everything. Yeah, basically you know. tearing up down the walls and rebuilding. Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, one of the quotes from Doctor uh, Dispenza, Joe Dispenza, that I always liked was, "Your personal reality is based on your personality, and your personality is based on how you think." act and feel right you and mm. once you start paying attention to that going okay my reality is based on who the fuck i am mm-hmm. you know like how is it supposed to change if you don't change how you think act and feel right. so what you're supposed to do is watch your thoughts pay attention to it for yeah. they become your words watch your words for they become your actions watch your actions because they become your reality and your reality is what becomes your personality so if you think shit you will be shit you got to, what it all comes down it, to. It's just incredible. Like it, it all is so rudimentary and simple, but nobody, yep. it n- doesn't cross anybody's nose. But right. like when you start paying attention about the words that come out of your mouth, yep. how you think, act and feel like it, it, it's a basic chronology of how your life plays out identically. Perfectly. You know? So there's proof in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But nobody's conscious of it. You know what I mean? Cause there's, all these distractions that our government or whoever, they're just pounding you with weak th- things to weaken you. Well, y- you know what I mean? And they're stuck. Y- y- right. I- and what I'm starting to learn is to master your thoughts is not only a practice, but it's a, a, again, another requirement. Like it's something you can master, but you got to pay attention to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody gives it a second fucking thought. Everyone's just on autopilot. You know right. what I mean? And you're waiting for your life to change or something good to happen in order for you to feel a certain way. That day never comes because you're not creating it. You're just kind of a patsy. You're just being a victim to it, you know? Yeah. So you're just absorbing hits for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? That's the programming, the indoctrination that's living in literal prediction, you know? And if you think all these bad things to you, then all those bad things are going to happen to you. You, you create that on your own with negative thinking. So change the sim- simplest thing, your thoughts. The one thing you have all of control over, 100%. Change right. that thing, that one little thing will add up every single day, and you will create the person you really want to be. You know, the person that is is conscious and, and is powerful instead of being unconscious and just another person floating through reality right so let me just touch on programming easier said than done like you can think different thoughts but programs are stored in your subconscious mind Mm -hmm. like they're embedded they're hardwired you know they're there there are programs that your nervous system run you can't just think your way out of them yeah you're right repetitiously you can change them through awareness but like it isn't as easy as just thinking different thoughts right and i think that's where people are just going okay what's required is you got to change not only how you think but you got to apply that 
your words and your actions. Yeah. You really do. You got you got to coordinate all of that, and you got to do it like the way the brain learns is repetition. You got to carve new neuro networks. Uh, what right. I did prune away the was, old ones. Because, right. You have to feel it though as well. Like you without know, the emotion. Exactly. It's, it's so it's not as simple as just your thoughts. You're correct. Yeah, I misspoke. Yes, and I have a problem with this. Like these self help guys, and they're all good guys. Like Tony Robbins and stuff. Mm-hmm. Come to my event. And we're going to hug each other and cheer and, and think good thoughts and great. But like that stops at the lower at the base of your fucking brain. Like it, your nervous system is programmed completely different than right. that. So you have to go into that past your analytical mind into your subconscious mind and prune away those programs and rewrite new ones. And you do it, this through meditation. Yeah, there's more to it than just going, OK, the past is the past. Let's wipe that off. If it was that easy, everyone would fucking do it. Right. You know, so it's important, whoever's listening out there, to understand that, like, there has to be new programs installed and old prog- programs to be deleted. And that's in itself the work. Okay. That's about unlearning everything you've been learned that you've been taught about yourself and relearning uh, the realities of who you are. And you do it through repetition and practice. And you can really only do it through, like Joe said, things like meditation. You can't do it from, say, a beta brainwave frequency. You have to go into theta or alpha. You have to open the door mm-hmm. to the subconscious mind. And it's like any Becoming computer that with your humans. Gland. Yeah. I mean, any, you know, humans invented computers and there's software programs and there's heart, the, the, there's computer programs. That's exactly how humans run. And like, if you if you have a program installed by the time you're seven years old from your environment, that's gonna run. And and it's by the time you're 35 years old, it's gonna be a set of hardwired programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what most humans don't understand is the neuroscience behind it, where you can actually, yeah, your brain mm-hmm. is neuroplastic, right? So it's it's kind of malleable. Down. So you can prune away those programs. And you can reinstall new programs just like a computer, you know, it, easier said than done. But it's a practice and it's about mastering your thoughts, mastering the present moment, mastering consciousness. And if you're going to try and do this without meditation, good luck to you. It's probably possible, but like, I don't see how you're going to do it. Um, it's all about awareness, you know, like unless you are you have an awareness, you're not even consciousness. You're not even conscious. So. These are important things to think about, like when people are stuck in their lives and you want to change something in your life, nothing's going to change unless you change, like at the ad- intrinsic level. And those uh, are the programs at the subatomic that level. Right. And the, 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 that's at your that's at your core. Like, you know, we're not trying to, like, talk about symptoms here. We're trying to talk about the core problem on a scientific level. And really, that's how it, it goes, like. You know, um, it was really cool hearing about Nate's history and all of that stuff. But like in order to change, you've got to rewrite those programs and you got to change your energy. You got to change how you think, act and feel or nothing in your life has changed. And the only way you can do that is be, become acutely aware of what you say, what you do, how you think and how you operate and how you apply all that to you know your environment basically mm-hmm. and what i like to say is as you go through these changes and you're doing that work internally 
you become painfully painfully aware um, because it's a tough process. You know, it, it it's very, very enjoyable. It's a, it becoming conscious is, is probably one of the best things that are like ever, I think, in my opinion, will happen to anybody in anybody's life. But it's it's a painstaking process day in and day out. And like he said, it's a practice and it's a skill set that you learn and you master and then it's not. And that's the goal. 